Welcome to the vlogging pod. Tonight we are joined by Nisa Samin, and I'm sure I just didn't do that name justice, but it is a beautiful name when she pronounces it. So again, welcome to the room. And can you pronounce your room your name to everyone in the room? Because it is a beautiful name. Oops, I hope if I unlock undo your mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the name is Nasiha. Nasiha. It is beautiful. I, I just, I just suck. <laughs> no, it's a little difficult. Uh, basically Arabic, so it's a little difficult for even uh, in for Indians even to pronounce it. Well, it is a beautiful name. I'm going to jump right in because um, there's a lot to know about you. One biggest thing is I want the room to know is that you are a data scientist changed writer. Well, data, data scientist jumping into writer. That should be a more of a term or phrase there. So any ideas you want to tell us about how exactly that happened for you? Uh, uh I have always been interested in writing and uh, I have been always writing, but uh, I never—I guess I never had the confidence of uh, going out and saying, yeah, you know, I like writing and this is my work. Could you, somebody, can somebody see it and let's go for it. Uh, but uh, if, if you really like uh, telling stories, creating the world, then you'll really do good in data science because in data science, actually you do the same thing. You look at the world, you create a sample size, from that sample size you create a meaningful outcome and then it's again very close to creating story from all the numbers and the indications that are there. That's impressive. You obviously don't know my mindset because I suck with numbers, <laughs> but I am very much impressed. Thank you. My privilege, my pleasure. I'm. So, I, you have to ignore me. Sometimes I mean to say one word and I get a little tongue-tied. This is why I write my questions down. <laughs> so if I were to ask you what period dramas and complex characters mean to you what would be your answer in a body of work of yours uh uh for me mm -hmm. uh, characters must be complex because that is what will hold me as a reader okay. uh, I, I i don't really like a character that's just plain black or white or for that matter has just one shade of gray so uh, the character should evolve with the storyline and uh, the uh, it should fit in to the complexities of the stories so if it is uh, like uh, uh, basically i like uh, writing about uh, 50 old time, I mean, 50th century AD or, you know, uh -huh. uh, medieval times. So that that has its own charm. It, it, that era has its own romance. And the life force, it might look very simple today, but there was a lot of complexities in 
that life the life was not as easy as it seems so uh, things that we take for granted like electricity and internet it was not there even a letter to a neighboring uh, state would take months to reach so it uh, life was simple but very difficult and that brings a level of complexities in the characters too the way they thought the way they their life revolved around few disciplines or few rules uh, that they made to make the society uh, livable or uh, workable as per their terms so uh, while reading or writing all these need to be taken into account for and uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I thought you were done and I was going to add to that. Go ahead, please continue. So the character should uh, evolve or devolve right from page one to the last page. Nice. The reason I ask is because of your book, Air. I heard in uh, a commentary on that, that it was very in complex characters and was it, uh, in period frame. So with the mention of air, let's talk about the creation of the book and how it came to light for you. So the, uh, the basic theme was very simple for air, but, uh, it was like, uh, it was a simple story of a princess who was just 16 and she was uh, supposed to marry a man who was 60 years old just because two kingdoms needed an heir. And uh, it was a conflict uh, for this girl who between her dreams and her desire for a uh, life full with love, passion. And then there goes this uh, gentleman comes up who is a little, I mean, older than her father. He marries her and then tells her, uh, listen, I don't love you. I only love my first wife and you are just an heir. Uh, you, you, I'm, I just married you because I need an heir to the kingdom. And uh, this is the story of this girl who was a very naive princess and then how her, she becomes the queen that she never thought that she would be. Uh, the conspiracies of Chodkar and uh, how she fits into that, she learns and unlearns a lot of things and it's her journey from uh, the him, uh, I mean uh, her, her uh, she, she belonged to Garf Pundir, which was situated in Himalayas. And from there, she moves to Jodhgarh, which is in barren desert of uh, Rajasthan. And it's just not the physical journey. It's the journey in her mind, in her uh, the way she evolves, or as we say, becomes complex, devolves, and gets into uh, a different... Uh, I mean, she she learns how to survive and play the games of politics. Ah. So, <laughs> so that was uh, the basic theme. Like, 
she was a very naive girl with just one dream to marry prince charming and then here she is she has to survive in this uh, kingdom and everybody is conspiring the husband doesn't care for her she just, he just needs an heir the queen uh, the prime queen is kind but she has her own agenda and uh, there is very very bloody past of Gar, uh, Jodhgarh which is filled with blood feuds a lot of murders and conspiracies happening and this girl has to find a way to get all she wants to satisfy her passion to get a way to she's a person who says no okay fine ethics are fine but it's my life and I have only one life if my husband doesn't love me I need that love and passion in my life. I'll not settle for just a loveless life. Right. So with your book in mind, hold on, I'm going to mute you just a second because of my feedback. There we go. Um, I read that you like to question taboos. Could you care to explain that in your writing? Uh, sorry, I didn't get that. Uh, there was an echo. Um, I read that you like to question taboos in your writing. You care to explain? Uh, here is uh, the dilemma of this girl. If she sticks, uh, uh, basically the culture or uh, the uh, time period uh, which I'm depicting, a wife is supposed to have only physical relationship with her husband. She's not supposed to even love anybody else. She has to wait for uh, the one to come into her life and that person is the one who she can have uh, love for or she can have physical intimacy with. So what happens if that person outright rejects the love and I mean is it fair for a woman to not seek physical intimacy if uh, she's been rejected and uh, is it right for uh, the king to just marry a woman just because he needs an heir to the kingdom and not give her the love that she wants i mean uh is it right to bind a woman who who really likes to have physical uh who was dreaming to have a physical uh intimacy and love and passion in her life to be trapped in a loveless marriage wherein the intimacy part is just to get the work done. It's just like a job without any passion involved. So so basically, uh, the characters are faced with this moral dilemma that, okay, the society says that I can't even think of another guy, forget about loving another person or being close to another person. Uh, but I'm not getting a, uh, any sort of love in my life. Should I uh, 
get into an affair which is taboo by all sort and if somebody finds out it is death penalty mm. so these are the questions that these characters face and uh, they they keep on questioning the moral the ethical or the societal norms that makes sense i am going to ask you a question right off the tip of my tongue cuz i'm looking at your website on my other computer can you tell me what hashtag unapologetic me means so uh uh, I am told that I am very, very uh, uh, non-sensitive when it comes to politically being correct. So, you know, I, I just speak my mind and uh, even this getting, I mean, people start their debut book with a very uh, mushy rom-com. And I was like, no, it will not work for me because uh, it doesn't move me. I mean, uh, maybe I'm a very, uh, I'm a rebel. So, and this is way I, uh, if I don't like certain things in society, say, uh, the evil that uh, was there sati pratha in which a woman was burnt oh. if the husband dies oh. yeah and it happened till 1930s oh. in india <laughs> so so you can imagine the society that uh, we have read and seen a glimpse of it uh, you wouldn't uh, even uh, i don't know how you can relate to it but here the moment a girl is born parents start saving a lot of money not for education but to give her a heavy dowry so that she can marry off some rich guy mm. so <laughs> these are some things that you know uh, i mean it's not easy for me to digest and i keep on questioning them and i keep on voicing my opinion like uh, is the guy not i mean uh, why is he looking for a big hefty dowry like uh, I, I can't 10 kg of gold 20 kg of gold you know this is just one part of it right so uh, and i'm saying hush this is the way society works i said no maybe but if i don't like it i'll say it well, you know, I think it's uh, spearheads like yourself that make a change. You know, it's people standing up for what they believe in or disagree with that make changes. And I think your work says that too. I mean, you are very well received from what I've seen of your writing. Thank you. And uh, maybe, maybe there's a lot of pent up anger or uh, questions and all a lot of people who have seen these and uh, they also want to uh, they feel the same but at times they can't say anything so maybe that's the reason why uh, air is so it was received in such a nice way right people could identify <laughs> so with us talking about your work 
Um, are you able to share any details about perplexity? Yes, uh, this is uh, uh, my latest uh, book re uh, recently published uh, by Lab Academia. And um, uh, uh, it, I'll not call it an anthology, but it is a story of a, a town or uh, a city called Gurgaon or Gurugram currently. Now, the beauty of this city is that it's always on the move. Uh, whatever happens, this city seldom stops. But this story is about three nights in this city, three nights in different decades, decades apart, wherein this uh, city stopped. And there was, uh, I mean, uh, a historical event that was happening around. But the events that happened in this particular night, for these characters, it overshadowed the monumental change that was happening all around in the country at that time. So this uh, story, uh, this novel has three uh, parts. First part is in lockdown uh, in 2020, mm -hmm. wherein suddenly the country went into the lockdown due to pandemic. Yes. And it's a story of uh, one uh, apartment wherein uh, because of some reason, the water of that apartment is filled with uh, drugs and everybody's uh, coming face to face with their demons. And the whole night goes in that way with this apartment, people trying to make sense of what is actually that they are seeing. Is it real? Is it hallucination? What has happened? The second story is... Uh, Set in 1947, when India was getting the freedom, it was just during the partition time, uh, wherein rights broke out, and um, uh, uh, a girl was traveling from one city to another. She gets stranded. She gets stuck in this place, and then she thinks, "Okay, I know somebody in this uh, city." Maybe this night I will take a refuge there. But she had no idea that there was already a plan in place in Blossom Haveli for a murder to take place. So she unknowingly walks into Blossom Haveli wherein uh, Arin and Shriya and all are in a very difficult situation uh, with a complex murder being planned and uh, and then I, I'll not go uh, a little into detail because that's because we really don't know whether she re, she purposefully walked into or it was also a part of the plan that she has to walk into that Blossom Haveli. The third uh, story is very close to my heart. Um, it is during 1857. Uh, it is the time of Sipai mutiny, the first freedom fight uh, for, uh, for India. And uh, again, for the first time in Gurgaon, there was uh, 
a flag march and night curfew imposed and uh, the character meher who was a freedom fighter running away from british east india company soldiers uh, gets into a haunted house khali dera uh, just to say uh, just that na okay uh, she wanted to spend the night there because the east india company soldiers are hunting for her and she has to find a safe refuge love 
or he would try and tra travel to pass to fix an error. So th that's the first loop wherein the person can jump into different yawner. And then each and every story has different level of interaction. So uh, my piece is Heart of the Ocean. Yeah, I love Titanic. <laughs> oh my God, you are so entertaining. I can listen to you forever. <laughs> so, and then uh, each time, a uh, and it's based with the social media, social media throws, throws a question and the reader chooses an option. Will the character choose an option A or option B? Will the bomb go off or uh, I will save the people? So basis on that, the story continues. So basically it's story in a story in a story. That is fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed this interview. I had a lot more questions, but you said so much about your stuff, and I just, you really pulled me in. You seem to be, you have an opinionated nature, but I love it. I love how you're not afraid to voice your opinions uh, in your work, how you follow through with your your ideas as far as your writing and everything. To be honest with you, I'm like your biggest fan now. <laughs> I would love it, and uh, this is totally up to you, but I would love for you to come back when this latest work is out and we could just talk more about it and the other authors that are involved. I want to thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you, everyone who's come to listen. Have a great evening, everybody. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>